Welcome to From Dusk Till Dog. I'm your host, Erica Gonzalez. Today, we are going to go over some positive approaches to helping address your dog's greeting when guests arrive. But before we do that, I want to go into a couple of things. One is first, I want to thank our wonderful Patreon members, one of which this topic was submitted by, and our monthly podcast supporters for sponsoring this podcast episode. If you'd like a say in what gets discussed on future podcast episodes, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash from dusk till dog. The other thing I want to do is a quick personal rundown. So what's up? Okay, we have to talk. So if you hear this, this is me mm -mm -mm, sipping on my wonderful homemade iced coffee in my brand new Starbucks dupe from Amazon coffee tumbler. It's studded. It's amazing. It's beautiful. She is the vibe. And I'm done with that. So anyway, I just I just finished House of Dragons. And let me just say no spoilers. Don't worry. 10 out of 10 on season one. Cannot wait for season two. Absolutely love the show. If you haven't watched it, highly recommend. Although I'm always waiting and just always a little bit cautious because we all know the shit show of how Game of Thrones ended. I'm also almost done with this show called Bodyguard on Netflix right now. I have the last episode that I've been just waiting on because I don't want it to be over. Anyway, it's really good. A friend of mine recommended it and it is my type of thriller. It's a political thriller kind of show. Really cool. And if you want to watch one of the absolute best horror films, dare I say maybe the best right now, I don't know, it's in my top three, that I've ever seen, watch Barbarian. It is a perfect movie for spooky season, but warning, if you are not into horror movies, you might want to skip that one, but it is so, so good. All right, so that's my rundown for today. We're going to get through this. I'm going to try to get through this as quickly but efficiently and effectively as possible without going too down a rabbit hole because dog training stuff i mean we could just go on and on or maybe that's just me anyway greeting guests with a boisterous dog first thing is first before i go over the options to try to help this get better we need prep preparation without prep what do we really have we need to prep ourselves and our dogs so that this is less of a shit show than usual. And if your dog usually darts at the door, tries to jump all over your guests or mouth them or just just go buck wild, then we need to prep. So exercise prior to your guest's arrival is certainly going to help aid this process and help it get go a little bit smoother versus your dog not having an outlet for all of that energy. And then the guest comes in and that becomes one of their outlets for that energy. So it's not going to solve your problems, as we know, but exercise prior to people coming in or people coming over is going to help. Also have high value chews, high value treats ready in every room that you think you might be training in, in any area that you think you might need it. Having it there is going to make your life easier and have this be less frustrating. The other thing is a novel toy, and you may want to consider harnessing or leashing or both your dog. So think about what you need to prep, what you need to have in place so that this goes as smoothly as we possibly can have it go. Mm. 
Okay. I need more coffee. Options to try. So <clears throat> number one, have your dog leashed and or gated at a distance from the entry of your home. So let's say, let's just use the front door. That's what most people are going to use. And you want to focus on rewarding and redirecting. Okay. Rewarding and redirecting. So here are some options. Guest starts walking in the door. Your dog's going ape shit per usual. Expect it. Don't get frustrated. Try to take a deep breath. You know this is coming, right? We're not shocked. And your dog's on a leash on a harness or gated with their leash behind behind the gate. Just have some type of barrier, right? We need a barrier, leash, gate, and then we need to reward and redirect. So some things we could do is toss some treats on the ground or on the floor and tell your dog to find it. This can help break up some of that excitement and some of that focus on the guest. So toss a few. Your dog might then pick it up, start barking or pulling on the leash or jumping on the gate to get to the guest. Again, folks, take a deep breath. When they have a moment where they're maybe willing to listen again, you can try a couple more find it's. And then hopefully after a few moments, your, your dog's gas tank, if you will, we've emptied the tank a little bit. The other thing you try is redirect to a high value, longer lasting chew. This could be a dental treat. This could be a bully stick. This could be, you know, whatever you have that, you know, is going to take your dog at least a few minutes, ideally frozen Kong, whatever it is that can help you in this moment. The idea here is to limit the chances of your dog actually being able to perform the unwanted behavior, jumping or bumping into our guests. Once your dog is more relaxed, you can work on approaching for greetings. That's kind of a separate bubble, right? We need to start at the basic level. So having a leash on your dog is a great way to be able to easily and gently remove your dog if they do fall into the unwanted behaviors in that moment. So let's say you're doing find it's, your dog then gets a chew, your dog's then done with the chew, they walk up to your guest, they're dragging the leash behind them, or you're holding it already, person, you know, goes to greet your dog, your dog jumps all over them again, now you have the leash there to just gently walk them in the opposite direction away from the guest, refocus, redirect, reward any good behaviors and start again. If you don't want to do any of that shit, and trust me, I have been there. We don't always feel like training. We don't always feel like doing all of this, and that's totally okay. Do not beat yourself up about it. If you're not going to do that, then be ready for management. Management, management, management. I talk about this a lot. Stick your dog in a room. Use a proper gate that your dog cannot get through. Have your dog in their crate with something to chew on. Have your family member take them out on a walk when your friend comes over for a little while. Whatever it is, manage the situation so that your dog does not have the opportunities to perform said unwanted behavior. The more your dog practices a behavior, the less they're getting rid of that behavior. So if you set up the environment, the situation, the house, that moment in a way where your dog's unable guess what? Your dog's not going to be able to do it. So we're already off to a good start. But if you're not in the mood to do full-blown training moments, always fall into the management bucket. You also can use all of these things interchangeably depending on what's going on. So just because you put your dog behind the gate initially 
doesn't mean that that's now it for life. You obviously want to work towards letting them out or having them leashed or whatever. So using training and management goes hand in hand. Another way to approach this is doorbell reactions or door knocking. So whatever the sound is that gets your dog triggered, if you will, knowing that people are coming in, you can do some of this. So you can practice working with them on not caring as much about the noise of the doorbell. But honestly, in my opinion, that takes up a shit ton of time and it's not worth it, in my opinion. Can you do it? Absolutely. Have I done it with clients' dogs? Absolutely. Do I personally feel it's my number one choice if I had to deal with it? No. And that's because it just takes, for most dogs, again, some dogs may, might pick up on it very quickly, but it takes a lot of time to desensitize or counter condition behaviors for your dog when the doorbell rings or there's a knock on the door. And in my, my opinion and my experience, it can be very cumbersome. Now, if you want to do it, great. Don't let me talk you out of it. But it's a lot of also purposeful stress and anxiety that we're kind of imposing on ourselves and the dog with every ring of the bell or every knock on the door that we're doing for quote unquote practice reasons. So what I rather do is let's reset expectations and think of the goal being that we jump into action once our dog barks a couple of times at the doorbell or at the knocking of the door. This way, our dogs can release it, which they're probably going to anyway, and then we can have a better shot at calmly training our dogs once they do. So let's redo that scenario. Sally's at the door. She knocks or rings the bell. Your dog starts losing their mind, blah, 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 and you're going, oh my God, I got to do this. Uh, or maybe that's just me. But anyway, I think as a society, we all get stressed when we know someone's at the door. It's like, oh my God, answer the door. Everyone up, everybody get, and then the dogs are barking. It just, it's not exactly a calming experience for anybody. So I rather have the dog bark a bunch of times, get it out of their system for 10, 20, 30 seconds, and then you calmly go, hey, let's go in our crate. Hey, let's go to our bed. Hey, here's this Kong. Hey, follow me this way. I got some treats. Let's go over here. Right? So that way you're not expecting your dog to be, you know, Mr. Perfection from the moment the doorbell rings till the moment your guest leaves, because that's, again, not attainable, especially in the beginning might be attainable later, just not in the beginning. The other thing we can do is <sighs> coffee break. I feel like every time I'm going to take a sip, I'm going to go. <sighs> so I hope that's okay. A little ASMR for those that enjoy it. I really don't, but I know it's a thing. All right. So work on another thing you can do is work on place. So if you think your dog knows place, wonderful. But then we have to say, do, have we worked on it with distractions? Does your dog know place while you jog around the room? Does your dog know place when your child is doing cartwheels around the room? While you pretend someone is at the door, while you squeak a toy five feet away? If the answer is no to things like that, then we need to work on solid distraction training on place before we can have an expect uh, an expectation of, hey, my dog's going to be able to lie down here while the doorbell rings, while I answer it, while the guest walks in, while I close the door, while the guest puts their stuff down and then goes and says hello. 
So avoid viewing, what I would say is avoid viewing place or settle or whatever, bed, whatever that behavior is that you call it. Avoid viewing place as this behavior that means your dog is going to lie down on it and become frozen in time like that for an extended period of time. Instead, view it as a fun trick you can continuously redirect them to for rewards, even when they are excited. They may still jump, but remember, we are striving for less shitty. And I actually just wrote a blog (laughs) called Striving for Less Shitty. So if you're interested in reading more about my whole thing about less shitty being a goal, check out my blog at fromdustildog.com slash blog. So, you know, your dog might still bark. Your dog might still dart to the door. Your dog might still jump or get really overstimulated at your guest or around your guest. But what you want to look at is my dog went and lied down. I gave him a treat on place. He stayed for three seconds and then he did get too excited and and run off of it and jump up on Sally. But I was able to then call him back over, ask him to go back to place and he did it. Right. So instead of looking at it as, oh, man, we just failed. He jumped on Sally. Look at it as, oh, my God, my dog was actually able to stop jumping on Sally for a moment and come and lie down on the bed, a.k.a. less shitty. You're already doing the thing if that's going on. All right. The other kind of general factors we can think about is, you know, how much exercise exercise rather has my dog had that day? Do they get enough mental stimulation on a regular basis and have they that day? How is your training in general with them typically going? Exercise doesn't solve things, but it certainly is a need every dog needs at some level. And we need to ensure that we are meeting those needs. If we can help it, let's not add pent-up energy and frustration into the equation. Finally, some other things you can think about or try out depending on your dog, of course, can be bringing them outside on leash and having them greet outside, then walking in together. You can also keep them in a completely separate area of the house until they have calmed down a bit and then you have a better chance when they come out to greet. You can have treats or a high-value toy near the front door that your guests can toss or give to your dog or redirect your dog away from them. So these are some things to think about. There's no one-size-fits-all recipe for any dog, but these are some positive approaches and things that can really help you have this go better next time you have somebody over. And P.S., I want to say this here at the end of this. If you're considering putting something out into the world, whether that's a podcast, a blog, a book, a video, a post, a picture, a discussion, whatever it may be, I hope I can encourage you to do so. An earlier version of me used to do what I think a lot of other people do, which is strive so much for some self-inflicted version of perfectionism with my content that it would limit me in a way. And although it served a purpose at that time in my life, perhaps at times, I have realized that in this season of my life, I'm standing in a different place and a good place, but a different place. And I want that to reflect in this podcast and in my content. So shit might get weird, but cool weird, in my opinion. So strap on in, folks. We are all living on this floating rock. So who gives a fuck? We are doing the thing. And so I am 
probably going to be cursing more on my podcast. I'm going to just let it loose. And again, not that I was not letting it loose before, but perhaps not letting it loose as much as I would like to. And now in my mid thirties, it's time to let looser, let looser. Anyway. All right. So if you have something to say, if you have something you want to create, you want to do, you want to put out there, do it, do it, do it, do it. We're all going to die one day. So who gives a shit? Anyway, that's my motto, if you will, for today. And I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your support. And this keeps me going. This community, the podcast, my social media content that has kept me going over the last few years of all the craziness we've all been experiencing. And uh, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to talk into this microphone and hope it helps even one person. That's my goal. So anywho, I'm done. I'm going to finish up my coffee. I have a walk to bring my dogs on. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it brings you value. And if you want to connect with me, you can check me out on pretty much any social media at From Dusk Till Dog, or you can visit our website at fromdusktilldog.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, and that has all the links that you will need. And on that note, see you on the flippity flip. And if you know that reference, I love you. And again, take care and talk soon. <laughs>